So am I. I didn't sleep again last night. Hey, Jeremy. Hi, Bradford. <laughs> Long time no see. I know it's been quite some time. This Wow. Just completely went brain dead. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Episode 24. 24. Episode 24. That's- that is six months worth of stuff if you go by weeks. That's a long time. That's a long time. So let's do this. Let's welcome everybody to the Brigity Bro Bobs running podcast. I'm Bradford. I'm Jeremy Ferd. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's the welcome. Brigity Bro Now. Your face, it looks like it's about to explode. (laughs) High effort, man. It looks like it. It's early for us. Let's ask everybody. I think after 24 episodes, it's fair to ask. Subscribe. Hit the like button. I think that's what you're supposed to say. Do it. That's what what you're supposed to do. And start following us on the other other stuff, like Instagram. TikTok. Tiki talk, that good stuff. Do it. Do or it. Else, or else Jeremy is going to karate chop you. <laughs> You've seen what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a quick recap. So, uh, so I left your house Sunday night. Yeah, I drove you to the airport, dropped you off Sunday night. <clears throat> Planes canceled. No, like, uh, so get a hotel in Norfolk or Virginia uh-huh. Beach, wherever I was. Norfolk. Get a hotel. As soon as I get to the airport the next morning, delayed flight again. 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 Monsoon season. It seems like it. And then automatically miss my connection in Charlotte. Uh, so then get out about an hour late out of Norfolk. Get into Charlotte. I've got a six and a half hour layover grab a rental car spend the day in uptown charlotte got some work done and then flew out yesterday evening i think i flew out at uh oh 6 30 yeah we get into cleveland it is like a blizzard so what? we can't even land uh we circled for about 30 minutes waiting for the runways to clear Jesus, we land, dude. we're skidding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Just it was like, like that, huh? Yeah, that's what I felt like. <laughs> and then we we land. I get to my car. It's I'm in a covered uh garage. My car, the the snow's blowing into the garage. <laughs> my car's covered in snow because I parked like by the wall. Yeah. And then what should be about a 27 minute drive home. Just an hour and 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Right. That was the longest trip. I'm, I apologize. Maybe For you what? shouldn't visit me anymore. Cause that's just bad luck all the way around. Man. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, we it, thought we made out. We were like at the race. We're like, Hey man, we missed the rain. Well, well you uh, didn't miss it. Of all of the things, I'm still glad for the fact that I didn't have to run in the rain. I'd rather put up with the travel mess 
and not run in 40 degree weather and rain for an hour instead of having to take like an extra day yep it was so bad that stephanie called me and she's like you may just want to get a hotel by the airport like the roads are horrific but you just wanted to be yeah and up to my neighborhood there's this giant hill that's like one of the last roads to be plowed and so in a front wheel drive Honda Accord, I was like, I might not make it. And this is going to be infuriating if I get all the way to within a mile of my house and have to stay at the hotels that are a mile and a half away. <laughs> you could have run back, Bradford. I was pretty sure that that was going to be the case, that I was going to have to stay in a hotel a mile wow. and a half from our house. But you didn't. You made it but home I'm last night. I'm back. This is, this is as dedicated as you are for getting up at four in the morning. It is now 8 o'clock on Tuesday morning, yeah. the day of our podcast release, and That's we're recording, because right. I wasn't That's... home last night, I wasn't yeah. home on Sunday, No, nope. we got no time to record, here we are. I've been, I've been awake since 5 o'clock this morning, waiting for you to reach out to me to let me know when we're going to record. I don't think that's why you were up at 5 o'clock. No, but. it's not, but I, I have been up since 5. Pretty sleepy. Good. I, and you called me last night, and I apologize. I didn't answer. I was asleep. I'm sorry. Horseshit. I mean, I was I was a sleepy boy. So let's do let's do a race cat recap, Jeremy. We raced ten k Sunday. We did. Um, trail race. A trail so, race. We found out. We didn't find out <laughs> yesterday or like this weekend. It was a trail race. We've known it was a trail race. But Brad has some kind of aversion to trail races for whatever reason. He's like, yep. I don't know. I want to do a trail race. Can we find nope. something else? And there was another option. It was a four, a five miler, which yep. sounds actually pretty cool. I think I might do it next year. Um, But it was sold out. We sold out. Like 15 times just to see if it wasn't sold out anymore. Because um, it would have happened on Saturday um, instead of Sunday. And we were afraid of the rain. But it just didn't work out. But this this race, this 10K did. Um, so there were three, three different races going on at the same time on this trail. There was a half marathon, which I think was the most popular of the options. Um, it yep. just seemed like everybody was out there doing the half. Then the 10 K, which I think was the least popular over the options. Um, and rightfully so the 10 K is just a stupid race. And then the five K, uh, was out there too. Um, but obviously we were out there doing the 10 K when we got called up. You know, the guy's like, anybody who wants to break 50 minutes, and I, I look around, and I look around, because I wanted to break 50 minutes, and I start going up to the front, and then two, like, nine-year-olds go up to the front as well, and then the the person who ends up winning, she's like, I'm not going up to the front, so she, like, behind me, um, yep. and then everybody else, you know, everybody's like, no, you go, you go, you go, whatever, um, so that was the start, I don't know, Brad, like, I felt, I looking around, I felt pretty confident, to be honest, that I might be able to win the race. Well, that didn't happen um, until I saw the girl who actually ended up winning. Uh, we took off the two boys, the the preteens, teenagers, whatever you want to call them, took off. Like, like they were was like going a, out sub five minute pace. It was crazy. They took, like, I was like, man, I must be really jogging. They just went. Like yep. out probably 50, 60 meters by the time we even made that first little cut in um, into the trails. One of them like, made it about a half mile. 
They, uh, yeah, and then he was he was walking, he was holding his side, he was like, oh. <laughs> um, and, but the girl who ended up winning, like she she was in front of me, I don't know, 15, 20 meters ahead for quite some time, probably, I don't know, three quarters of a mile. And then she started slowly like pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. Um, and then there was a guy right behind me in this red shirt, and he'll, we'll come back to him later. <laughs> <laughs> Just the loudest runner ever. I'm like, please stop like snorting and hooting and like I thought he was dying. Um, so I let him get ahead of me for a little bit. But anyway, so the first 5K, I felt crazy good. I was like, man, this is great. I was running way too fast. Like I, I, I wrote a check. My butt couldn't cash for that second half back. But so my first two miles were 721, 721. And my third mile was 715. And I was like, man, I'm just getting faster. It feels like easy. And then we get to the turnaround, which happened to be a little bit long. We come to find it was long. It was long. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I'm in. I'm solidly in third place. I don't. I'm not going to catch. I don't. Well, I don't even think I'm going to catch. I don't even see the people who are in front of me any longer. I saw them when they were coming back, and I was still going toward the turnaround. Uh, but at that point, I was like, let me just maintain maybe position third, because um, the guy at that point he had fallen back. So I'm coming back, and I see Brad. We're, we pass each other, give ourselves a nice high five. He's looking strong as hell. And, and away we go. And after fourth mile, the fourth mile, I think I ran 7.32 or something like that. A little, I backed it off a little bit, but I was like, oof. Ooh, I, my body just started to feel lethargic. <laughs> it's just yep. like it all caught up with me at once. And I started feeling real sorry for myself. And then it, up comes this red guy, and the guy in red, not a red guy, the guy in red and he goes by me he's like you're a good runner i'm like okay thanks i was like you too and he goes and i i at that point we were kind of battling back and forth and at that point he i never caught back up with him um fifth mile again somewhere in the 730 740 range so i like i was really feeling it sixth mile sixth mile i get to this hill and i'm like nope i'm like i look behind me i'm like ain't nobody there so I walk, I walk like a minute. My yeah. legs were on fire. My like heart was like bursting through my chest. I'm like, what is going on? I felt so good. Not even 20 minutes ago. Well, I was, that was it. So my last mile was like eight thirty-eight, I think just wow. demoralizing. Um, and then I finished, uh, 48, 30, 42, 48, 42, um, which I was pleased with considering it was a like quarter mile long. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, overall, I think it was a good effort. I was stupid. I feel bad about that last, like, two miles. I really just kind of shat the bed <laughs> that last two miles. I feel like, it truly, I, I bitched out. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I, I, the mental toughness wasn't there. Nobody was behind me that was going to catch me. So, like, I think if it was more of, a, like, a race and there was, like, more people around me, perhaps I would have done better but that's who knows I, I'm, I, I just didn't do well the last two miles but I'm pleased it makes me excited for the half um and what what was your goal gum, coming in like what you and what were you break, hoping to run I I thought if I had a good race I could break 50 okay um and that's like right at eight minute pace um which I was pleased I ended up running 737s um for an average which is Faster than even my, I thought my A race would be, which I thought 740s would be like a bit of a stretch. 
Um, but I got it. So, you know, I can't complain. The weather was great. It was overcast. Um, I was probably a little overdressed. Um, but you know, I'm glad it wasn't raining. I'm glad it wasn't hot. I could have done with like 10 degrees cooler, but yeah, I got warm at the end of the race. I was like, like my shirts were just rent. I was just like covered in sweat. Uh, but I enjoyed that race. I might do that race again next year too. Well, not, well, if I do that five miler, I wouldn't do that one. Uh, but if I go you out could? next year, the, the plan is to uh, maybe win it if I'm fit mm. enough. The 10K anyway. So, That'd be what fun. about you, Brad? So, like, that's my, my long and short of it. Pretty long, but. Oh, well, so that guy in red, I yep. come through, I finish, right? And he was like, man, you're a good runner for a big guy. I'm like, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to take it. I don't even know how to take it. Like, are you saying that I'm fat? Are you say, I, like that big guys can't run? Like, what? What are you trying to say? And I don't even think I'm that big of a guy. Like, I'm just shy of 200 pounds. Like, I know I'm bigger than most average people, but like, I know he's trying to be nice about it. But like, just say good job. I mean, job. I think I one just say good job. That's it. And- nice run. That was tough something whatever you know like but don't like bring somebody's size into it you asshole <laughs> yeah i was listening to i think it was ice tea is it who's is ice tea a person yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he the I actor agree. yes okay yeah ice, well ice it just cube. seems weird like ice tea that like a drink well, ice cube, like he's gonna melt. You put him, in, you put him out in the sun or in the drink, and it melts. So, Ice T was in an interview, and he's like, he goes, you know, like it's okay for, you know, black people to to identify with each other. It's okay with fat people to identify with each other. But if you're not part of a group, don't bring up anything about the group. That's it. And I think that's a hundred percent applicable here. Like, just he, say nice run. There was no need to say. Look, the guy had hair. He could have said nice guy for a big bald guy, you know? Right. Like, you don't have to say that. Just say nice run, man. Seems, but overall, would seem fair. The, overall, the race was cool. Like, it wasn't super overpopulated. I mean, it did get a little it bit longer. It got busy on the trails. It, it did. Especially when you caught, when we like, with the half marathoners going at the same time that we were, and we were just kind of going back and forth. I did get caught a couple times. Uh, there was a couple parts that were almost fart licky, like where I had to like slow way down to let people go. And then I sped up to get around and all that stuff. So, right. Um, but it was fun. I really enjoyed it and it was pretty well run. I mean, it was small. So, yeah, I thought it was well run. I mean, I think the things that weren't good, uh, that turnaround was half ass at best. Yeah. So it was literally just in the middle of the trail, a pile of cones. That was it. And, and they, two cones, two cones right there that you went around and then you came back. Yep. So, and I, I think in fairness, it looked like everybody was going around it as it should. But what would be the penalty to have somebody there? No penalty. Um, you know, I, I bet I, I would venture to say that there's probably people who cheated more, more than half, I would say, because you didn't have to run all the way out. You could. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, that is a bold <laughs> accusation. I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure everybody went out. Like, there was no stakes to this race. Like, you're just out there to have fun. 
I so, but at the, at the end of the race, you finished third overall in male? Fourth. Well, third male and then fourth overall. Uh, yep. The winner being that 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 girl, that lady who won, like just dominated, beat the beat that young kid by five seconds. Must have just like come up was on that him, it? And just, like outkicked him. What's that? Oh, four seconds. Yep. Four. Yeah, four seconds. Five. I thought it was five, but four. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah. So, I mean, that was a good race, Jeremy. I've got nothing but but props. You threw it down. You went out hard. I went you out maintained hard. it until the last still. The last little bit, man. I was, dude, I felt so sad for myself. I was just like, dude, I suck. <laughs> I was like, just trudging. It was bad. It was ugly, but it's okay. So this tell about your race, the man. The pity party came out on the last yeah, hill. The pity party came out real hard. Yeah. There was what? There was uh, like 259 feet of climbing for us. That's, that's what I get for a month <laughs> where I live. So that was a lot for me, but I mean, it really wasn't that bad. Like truly it was, it was rolling hills. Um, the, I guess it was a net downhill to start. And then on the way back up, it was more uphill. Yep. At least it felt much more uphill to me. So it was the entire back half was net uphill. Yeah. So we basically race, ran man. down and turned around and came back up. Uh, I am very happy with the race. We recorded some pre-race, uh, goals. Yeah. And I think in being fair, I've not had a, a huge opportunity to run after my knee surgery. And the first run back from my knee surgery was that, I guess it wasn't my first run back, but my first like effort run was the turkey trot. Yeah. Where I ran just shy of four miles at nine minute pace. Mm. Maybe it was a little over nine minute pace. And that didn't feel crazy hard, but it felt pretty fucking hard. Yeah. And so my goal for the race was to just limit as much time as I could versus you anything under like my goal was to run fast, like average faster than what I did in the ticket Turkey trot. So I was looking at average better than nine minute pace. I thought a really good race would be somewhere in the eight thirties. Yeah. I ended up running. Uh, what did I run here? 5201. Averaged uh, eight oh four per mile uh, for the drop. It was. I mean, I went out super. What felt like super conservative. Uh, I think it's you really. It becomes exacerbated as you start, as you get into longer and longer races. That that first mile is. It feels like you're in at an absolute crawl, mm. and that and so at a half marathon. It makes it even worse. And in a full marathon, it feels like you're barely moving. Especially if you're fit enough to run that pace, right? Like right. the whole race. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it went out in 817, 802, eight flat. Uh, the fourth mile, which seemed to take forever. The fourth mile there was just the absolute worst mile of that race. And I think it had the most hills. Like this. To me, it had the steepest hills. Like it was a difficult mile for me. I think that's where I, my, like I spent myself was trying to maintain that effort, and I think that's where I really lost a lot of time. That that sixth mile was like a, that effort to maintain like that same type of pace really caught up with me. That's where I really started to feel lethargic. Was that fourth mile? Yeah. So came back the fourth mile in eight fifteen, which I actually think in my overall pace like was. 
it was a difficult mile, but I maintained enough that I wasn't giving it back. Uh, fifth mile, 803. And then I... I honestly worked what felt like pretty fucking hard in that mile six, uh, ran a 7.59, and then uh, finished it out at 7.36 pace for the four little over four-tenths of a mile. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was really, really happy with it. I was thinking pre-race, giving up something like five minutes, five to seven minutes, is still doable to make up over the course of our next two races of a half marathon and a marathon. I mean, the marathon, yeah. I mean, you figure five minutes in a marathon is you're literally talking a few seconds per mile. Well, yeah, and it, I mean, it's the difference between a, like a good race and a a good like a okay race, right? Like, yep, five minutes in a marathon isn't a lot. No, and so I figured, okay, like we've got to limit damage to keep it under ten minutes. Yeah. Well, I would, dude, if you were thinking like nine minutes, like you would just like to be happy with that. Like, let's go back and do that, Brad. Let's go back and have you do that. <laughs> so I felt like if I can keep it under 10 minutes, that's going to be a good day. Anything that I'm chopping off under that, like gives me a realistic chance to stay, stay in this. 10 minutes think- was kind of like the number where over 10 minutes and the whole year is over. No, I don't think so. I mean, your PR for the ha- for the marathon is significantly faster than mine is. Um, I've only run like three nineteen. I know, run but you got to be in shape. You do have to be in shape. Um, like that's just all it is. And so many things can go wrong in a marathon. I think what you can get away a lot with a half because your fueling doesn't have to be very. You you essentially can go without fueling in a half marathon. In fact, I've never fueled for a half marathon. I don't know that I have either. And you're running right up to the like to the max limit of where glycogen depletion, you know, like if you're running significantly over an hour and a half, you need to fuel because you've at that point you're going to run out of glycogen and you can actually have a calorie bonk. (laughs) You love that word. Calorie bonk, calorie bonk. And so at an hour and a half, which I don't think is an unreasonable expectation for us is you can get away with just throwing some water in your face. You don't need to worry about hydration. You don't really need to worry about calories. You know, you pacing the whole race is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Like there is a pacing component, but if you're in shape, you should be able to figure out a way to get over the finish line. Yeah, for sure. Even with mismanaging on some level, your pacing. In a marathon, every single one of those things has to go right. You got to take care of your hydration. You got to take care of calorie intake. You get pacing is super important. So you might make it through the half marathon feeling good. You might make it to eight mile eighteen feeling good. Shit, you might even make it to mile twenty one feeling good. But that's where the the entire race can be turned upside you, you down. You give so much time back those last four miles or five miles. Like you're yeah. just like. Done. You're running 740 pace and all of a sudden you're running 1030 pace. And you're like, what happened? If you're lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I, I had to, you asked me to record a video before the race. So I came down the, like the night before the race and said what my goal was. And my goal was, I, I thought that I'd be able to beat you. I was like, I, I like, let me really think about this. And I said three minutes and it came out to just over three minutes. 
Um, I always know that you bring it, Brad. Like you just always do. I can never, I, I never think that you're going to run slow. You just, I, when it's, when there's competition on the line, like you're just, you're going to put it out there. So, um, Thanks. yeah. Yeah. I felt like in the in the race there was uh every race is like this. You come up to some key moments that kind of make or break a really good race for you. Yeah. And so the first mile I kept looking at my watch and I kept looking at my watch. I've not even run close to six miles since uh since the knee surgery. Nope, me either. <laughs> and so I was thinking to myself, like, I really need to be careful in the first mile. And when I came through the first mile, I looked at the time and I was like, wow, look, this is a bit faster than I was expecting, but I feel relatively good. And so at that point, like I just said, well, listen, I the the rest of the race needs to be made up just purely on effort. Like quit looking at your watch. Uh, you're going to, you know, like you're going to figure out a way to finish, just get across the finish line. And then, you know, like, now running five miles as a race, uh, you know, like put away the watch and just figure out, you know, like you run off of effort. Yeah. So I think I did a relatively, I probably left a little bit on the, on the course, but like after coming back from the knee surgery, again, I'm super, super, I'm not happy to lose, but I'm super happy with the results. I had pretty much conceded the point of losing, and it yeah. was how much time I could limit, and uh, and I was happy with it. No, you uh, you limited a lot, uh, but I mean, you running low eights really like you did yourself right by doing that because I wasn't going to run. I didn't think I was going to run anywhere close to what I ran. I thought I was going to be where you're in your position. I was like, if I can run like eight flats, I'm going to be fine. Um, if I would run eight flats, it would have been like a battle royale at the end. Well, Having you to- had. F- I was thinking about back to it, so I high-fived you. Yeah. I just essentially hit, or maybe I hadn't even hit three miles yet. You were was at, pretty close, yeah. You had already turned around, so you were you were coming back on the course. I give you a high-five. I look at my watch, because I was trying to figure out if there was any opportunity to make up time on you or to mm-hmm. reel you back in, and it took like two minutes to get to the fucking turnaround from there. Yeah, you which made means a lot that you probably had a four minute lead at the turn, and then I think you made up some. You obviously made up some time in that mile four, made up a little more time in mile five, and then gave up time. I on, gave up a lot uh, on that time. six mile. Yeah, like I like I thinking about it. If like I averaged if I with that six mile the way it was, I would have been under seven thirties. Right. Um, so, so I gave back a minute. Just in that mile. Um, well, no, I mean, I ran just under eight. You ran eight thirty six. But what I'm saying is, like, I gave up a minute of average time. Like, I gave up. Oh, a whole right, minute. right. Like, yeah, so yeah. I would have been forty seven and some change if I would have just run seven thirty, like I like had been. Um, so I gave up a whole. I I added a minute to my time by running an eight thirty eight. Like that. so, <laughs> so you had a bit of a pity party out there on the on the six mile, like what was going through your head? Um, so at that point I was catching up with a whole bunch of five Kers. So it was yep. just kind of crazy, like going back and forth and I just couldn't find a rhythm to be honest. And I was like going, I was just a pity party. Like I, like I was feeling sorry for myself. I was feeling awful. 
Like my my quads were burning, <laughs> everything was hurting. <laughs> but that's the end of a race, right? Like it is. I don't yeah. know. I just think like I'm not mentally tough when it comes to long distance stuff. Like if you put me in a short race, like I know that I can do it. But a longer race. I don't know. I just like, I, I, I always am self-defeating. I'm like, Oh, I can't push for that much longer. I, like I, it just kind of gets into my head. I think for me, I know like we've had this discussion before, but like I race toughness is something that I full heartedly believe in. Like I know that if I were to go out there and do more races, like I would get into the rhythm of being able to like internalize the hurt and be able to push through it as versus like, Oh, this hurts an awful lot. Can I maintain it? If I did more races, I would know I could maintain it. Um, so that's so it's where like I a, it's a self doubt that you can't oh, physically do it. Big, big dude. I I am I self doubt myself on everything I do. Like when I like even that the first three and a half miles or three and a quarter miles though out, right? I was yeah. just like, dude, this is this is going to come back to bite me. Why am I running this fast? To slow down, and then I was like, you know, I already had it. I was already in my own head. I mean, I felt okay. good physically, but I was already in my own head. I was like, this is going to suck on the way back. So, yeah. So I was surprised at the time going out. It It's funny hearing the mental differences. So on the way out was, you know, like call it a, almost a minute faster than I was thought would be a decent race. Yeah. And I kept saying to myself, well, like, don't slow down like this. You might just get lucky. So, you know, like I genuinely feel like I'm an eternal optimist in the races and or workouts or whatever it is and thinking, well, why shouldn't today be the day? Like, you know, so I always leave an opportunity in there that, okay, like I might just get lucky today and I just might make it to the next mile and say, I still feel amazing. And then I might make it to the next mile and say, I still feel amazing. And onward and onward and onward. And, you know, the last, you know, any any race, whether it's a 5k or whatever it is, the last mile and a half is just going to fucking suck. It does. And so on my last mile, which I like, I'm quite proud of the fact that it was the last mile was my fastest mile. There were some hills in it. It was a net uphill. I think it was probably the second most difficult mile of the race. To me, the fourth mile was just excruciating. Yeah. And, uh, and I kept telling myself on the the fourth mile, uh, I kept thinking to myself, like, oh, I chose to do this. Like, I'm I'm ma- I'm volunteering to be in this much pain. Yeah. So, and then when I realized, well, I'm the one putting like this isn't something being inflicted on me. I'm the one that's choosing to in, like to push to make it hurt this bad. For whatever reason, knowing that I'm in control of of what I'm doing, then just eases the pressure off of me. And then it allows me to just kind of take in the surroundings and say, okay, like, if I'm going to choose to make it hurt, I'm going to choose to make it hurt, you know, like, as much as possible over the course of whatever it is. And so then I'm counting it down, like, all right, I want to make it hurt for the last seven minutes, six minutes, five minutes, four minutes, yeah. so on and so on. And then in turn, I find when I get into a pity party, like I internalize it so much that I then I I do a terrible job at right. Like I feel like if I if I'm going to feel that bad, if I'm going to have a pity party is when I start breathing like excessively bad 
And so I'm like, like you're making yourself feel worse than you probably do. Or you could push through like mentally, just like calm yourself down, like take 10 seconds and just like calm yourself down in the little race. And you're going to be fine. I know that, but I think I I need to practice it more often. And that's where like, when I say race toughness, that's where that comes in. Like being able to just like, again, internalize and say, okay, we're okay. But like, yeah. I, I, like at mile four, when I was starting to hurt, I was like, oh, I've got two and a half more miles to go. This is going to really suck for 15, 20 minutes, like 18 minutes. Um, and I, I, I just weak, mentally weak sometimes. And that's yeah. okay. So I was happy that I kept saying like, I'm, I'm doing this to myself. And then like when I caught myself, like everybody has doubts in a race. Like, I don't care at what level, how fast you're running or how slow you're running. You have doubts of, can I make it through this? This hurts maybe worse than I was expecting. And, uh, and so I caught myself in that with, you know, like probably a mile and a quarter to go doing that where I was then like exacerbating my breathing. Mm. And I think a part of it is to show everybody that it's hurting as bad as you are mentally making it feel. So, you know, like I think it's an outward projection that you want people to know how bad you're you're hurting and you're you're working. And so yep. then once I converted it back to all right, like I'm the one choosing to do this, it gave me an opportunity to then control myself and then, you know, like uh and then I find in in particular in the hardest moments, if I can control myself and just like smile. So for as cheesy as it sounds, uh, smiling in the hardest moments, I go, okay, like I've got this. And when I smile, I, I think to myself, all right, like, again, I'm controlling this and I'm going to make it hurt as bad as I, as bad as I can. My entire body relaxes. Like for me, it's just a good, uh, mental place to be to, to finish hard. Yeah, that's good. You know, hopefully, like talking about this next time I get into a position, I'll like think back on our conversation and say, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to have a pretty deep, uh, you know, like the same things never work race over race. And so like this worked for me this time. And one of the things that I think you have to do is be super adaptable or malleable that, okay, like that's not working today. What's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And yeah. I think you have to recognize going in, there's going to be a period where you doubt yourself and then you have to then be committed. I'm just going to figure out how to get, get out of it. So I know at some point I'm going to want to give up. I know at some point I'm going to look at my watch and say, well, like maybe I should just walk it in, you know, m- m- you know, like I think everybody, it doesn't matter the race I've, I've had it cross my mind in 1500 meter races in college that I'm like, this is hurting so bad. Like, why would I continue? Like what would happen if I quit? And, uh, and it, it's happened in every marathon that I've ever run at some point. It's probably happened in every single race that I run. It happened in the 5k that we ran. Yeah. And and it's 5k. And you have to understand that those things are going to happen and you've, you you're going to have to figure out a way through it. Like you don't know what the way is around it, but you've got to figure out a way, a way around it. So whether it's, you know, like the, what we, what I did this week or, 
you know, saying that, you you know, like there's a million ways to get through it. You've just got to figure out what works for you. <laughs> Did you get, get a new sport, Brad? <laughs> get a new sport. <laughs> All right. Give me some So we did a shakeout jog on Saturday. Yeah. You, you ran a bit longer than me. I think I did 15 minutes and then strides. You ran 25, 25 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And then would you recommend anybody as the day before a key race going and playing basketball when you've not played basketball in no. who knows how fucking long? No, I think part of the like my soreness, because I am like I was a little sore yesterday. I'm way more sore today than I was yesterday. Are you? Okay. I am. My my quads are like 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 going down the the stairs this morning. I was like, ooh, that's some sore stiffness. No, don't go do that. Don't do stuff extra that you don't normally do. Um, but you know, so so I would make the argument, um, you know, like in particular with big races, would I recommend basketball and something that physical? A hundred percent not. So, but if you can find something, whether it's uh, going to a movie, uh, you know, like I would even argue laser tag or or something to that effect. I know pretty much before every NCAA championship, NAU's team goes and does something, including uh, two years ago or last year when they won, they did laser tag before the day before the men's race. They probably did that this year and that's what caused them to lose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were not beating Oklahoma State from the looks of any any no. scenario. No. And so, but doing something to just get you where you have to be focused on something other than a key race, I think is a like it's just it's a great idea to do. I'm not sure that yeah. basketball is the right idea, but no. here we are. Here I we had are. Fun. We, had, we had a lot of fun, and like I have to say, Brad did not leave under like defeated from our endeavors, he kicked my butt in basketball. Like truly, I, I, like it was bad. It was real bad. I mean, and so that, what a great segue without even knowing that we needed a segue, Jeremy. I wanted to bring up the next two points specific to that. Okay. So I figured for every point that I beat you in that is worth 10 seconds. So there's, there's a 90 second clawback right there out of here no i'm being dead serious and then Uh, on top of that (laughs) on top of that you gave me some some awfully generous christmas gifts and you gave them to me before the race and i think i think what you may find in my uh pre-race talk without you is i wanted to give you a christmas gift and give you a little bit of a buffer in the 10 gay so you unwrapped it during the 10K, and congrats. There's your Christmas g- gift, Jeremy. That you gave me three minutes and <laughs> 18 seconds. I appreciate it, Brad. <laughs> no, we wore, we wore my Christmas gift on the race, like the both of we us. We did. Yep. It was uh, nice. Run, a rabbit, button-down, short-sleeve. Yeah. Technical, like... I guess it was a technical top. It's technical, uh, as far as I know. Yep. Um, pretty sweet, man. It it fits a little snug. It is for a racer's big, cut. It is for, that for is a racing guys. cut. Yeah, yeah oh, man, for us big guys. 
So now we are, how, how many, we're, our half marathon is coming up relatively fucking quick here. It is. I, like, but I think we're both in a good mental headspace. Although I had a, a less than stellar last, like, two miles of that race. Thinking about it, like, makes me think that the half marathon might be okay. Um, well, sometimes there's something good to knowing that everything wasn't left on the course because you think, right. okay, there's more there's more in the tank. Right. And I think with us having like 12 weeks and some change, right, is kind of where we 12 are. 12 weeks, three days from today, yeah. Tuesday. So um, I think that if I can av- – like this – I don't know if you even were going to go down this path. But if I could average what I average for the 10K, somewhere around 740, 730, 740 pace, that would be a really, really outstanding race for me. It would. Um, I think that would be like an AA race, which, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm ready to predict it, like to put a goal time on it, but I wanted to take a few minutes and talk about what you're planning on doing between now and getting you ready for the half marathon. So as we, we haven't even mentioned my streak, I'm still streaking. Um, did you run yesterday? I did. Thursday makes four weeks, um, when we come up on Thursday. So that'll be four weeks straight to 28 days. Um, feeling good. I'll go for a run later today. It's freaking cold here, um, today. So, but the, I, I'm doing a a McMillan running plan. So I'm just kind of like going off that. And I know I'm not quite where I need to be to do it like wholeheartedly. So I will be doing some modifications to it. Um, like for, especially for the long runs, I'm not where the long run really has me being right now. So I'll probably, where are you supposed to be for like for the training plan? Somewhere in like 80 minute range. So I'll be like, I'll be cutting off about, so I think on Sunday I'll go out for an hour. Um, that'll be my longest run in quite some time. Get in probably seven miles, like six and a half miles ish, um, in that hour, maybe a little more closer to seven, perhaps. I don't know. Um, depending on how I feel, um, and then start work doing the workout. So I think it, the, right now it, it's got me working out once a week. Usually it's some kind of like, um, paced effort, um, as far as like the marathon goes. So we'll, we'll start there and see how it, how it progresses. What about you, Brad? Um, I mean, I think between now and the half marathon, I want to be, Somewhat careful in that this is a buildup for my marathon training session. Yeah. And so in turn, I want to make, I really want to key on the long run. Because uh, marathon training to me is just all about the long run. Yeah. So you can do some workouts in there. Typically, all of your workouts are going to be faster than your marathon pace, your mm-hmm. goal marathon pace. And I don't really ever feel like the workouts give you an indicator or an emo- like a uh, a mental boost that you can run a marathon at pace other than the right. long run. The long run is like the key. If you struggle in a long run, like you're supposed to go out for 20 miles and you get to like 15 and you're just like spent and you're not even running like anywhere close to what you think you should be running pace wise, like it's so defeating. Uh, but a workout, yeah, like... I feel glad I did a workout, but it doesn't ever tell me. It never makes me feel that I could go out and do like what I'm supposed to do in a marathon. Yeah. Well, and you can always rationalize it back because you're smart enough with running. So you do like Yasso 800s mm-hmm. and you know, it's not an indicator of 
Like it might be an indicator that you can recover well from high intensity efforts, but it's not an indicator of running 26.2 miles. No, because like, I think the two of us, like we came from being fast runners, like in college and like, it's just there. It's inherently there. I am faster than most normal, than than an average person is. And I'm not saying that to like, like I'm more speed oriented. So like running an 800 at three minutes isn't going to be as taxing on me as it would be for somebody else who is more like endurance based. And that three minutes is going to be like, I almost feel like it's this perspective is that, you know, at for a three minute. So the way Yasso 800s work is you run uh, your goal pace. So if you're looking to run a three hour marathon, you would run a three minute 800. And then what's your recovery? Is it equal? I th- no, I don't think it's equal. I think it's just a minute or something like that. I don't. I don't even know. Um, it's been a long time. I did. I did them a number of years ago. Um, I actually had a really good workout with them, leading up to my first marathon. I don't remember what the what the uh, what the recovery is. It might be. Rec- it might be even. So, but they say this is like the ultimate. Uh... But you don't so even have to ten- have like. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's uh, 10 times 800, they say, to do it on a track. And so whatever you're hoping to run, if you're trying to run a three-hour marathon, you would run a three-minute 800. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to run a three-hour, 20-minute marathon, you would run three minutes, 20 seconds. And uh, and then 10 times 800. Yeah, so it's equal equal recovery here. So that's just that, like, again, but equal recovery is, that's a long recovery, especially if it's something that's not like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know. Just thinking about it, it doesn't make me, you don't even have to be super duper fit to go out and run, you know, five, I mean, it's five miles, but it's all like broken up. Yeah. And so I think where where it's like a glaring weakness for somebody like you and me is you would just say, well, it's another 800 and you're willing to go incredibly deep to keep on the pace. Yeah. And it's a level of deepness that, you know, like with at mile 15, you can't be there in a marathon. Not even close. So I would think it would be a really good indicator if it was like the easiest workout in the world. So, but right. you and I, I assume, aren't going to look at the workout in that fashion. You're just going to try to well, do everything possible to get over in those allotted times. And then it says, like right. if, it, if three hours feels too, too easy, then I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if this is supposed to be an indicator and I go out and run 245s, like maybe I can run a 245 marathon if I really bought into it as wholeheartedly as it says. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's a, it's probably a good indicator for somebody. I think it's the worst indicator for you and myself. Isn't 245 somewhere right at, right at six minute pace? Don't know. I think, I think it's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird because there's so many miles in a marathon that, you know, like 10 seconds per mile, which sounds like nothing ends up being a lot. Oh yeah. It's just. It compounds on itself. 
you feel great, you feel great, you feel great, you feel great, and then you give back way more than those 10 seconds you gained for each of those miles yep. that you were ahead. So. Yeah, I also think there's a balance too. Uh, you know, like if you go out too slow, you're, there's going to be a limiting factor of you still have miles on your legs. Yeah. Like any way you skin it, you've got 20 miles on your legs with, uh, you know, at, at 20, you know, with six miles left, a 10 K left. And there was like, Oh, the race starts at 10 K and you can make it up. Well, yeah, you can make up something. So, but even then negative splitting the last 10 K I think is extremely difficult. So your legs have miles on them and oh, yeah. are you all of a sudden going to go from running even, even think of if you're running at seven minute pace, how much faster 645 is for oh, the last 10 K with 20 miles on your legs. Infinitely like, faster. Right. And so you can, you can make up something. So, but I think to like they, that adage of the, the race is the last 10 K it's a, it's, getting there and then you can you can make up a lot of time i think you I can think, make up some time you, but there's not a miracle a, at the end of the race i don't think there. it's about making up time i think it's about not giving back time i think that like you get through 20 miles and 20 miles is kind of where the, like that threshold that people are like okay this is kind of where i hit the wall it's about like at that point it's not necessarily about making up the time that you need to make up it's about not giving back any of the time that you that that you don't want to give back that's where the race is because it it becomes quite challenging. And I don't know why 20 miles is that threshold, but it just seems to be like, even for I, me, like all of my races. It's interesting because it's everybody's, it's everybody's mileage that, you know, it's somewhere between 18 and 22 miles. Mm -hmm. And so it essentially just gets rounded into 20. the 20, 20 mile mark. And it's, uh, it's interesting because it's for slow marathoners and fast marathoners. So yep. it's not like a time limit where you've run into a glycogen depletion right. scenario. So because everybody would run into that at a different time because you're burning calories based off of a right. time perspective versus your body doesn't know, okay, this is miles happening, but it knows effort over time. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think when it gets to it, I'm going to be like – ultra conservative and just run exactly the pace, not one second faster, not one second slower. I'm going to have a car right beside me mm -hmm. at Grand Moss, just running the exact same time I need to be running. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I am going to be interested to think what you think of the Grand Moss course, because the first, uh, I mean, really, it feels like the first 20 two miles is flat or downhill and then the last and then like, at mile i think it's mile 23 or 24 you go up what feels like fucking mount everest and it's <sighs> literally like a a car overpass like yeah. it's nothing crazy so yeah. but they call it i think it's called sugar drop hill so because there's an ice cream shop or something on your oh, right yeah and then you get through that and then you start coming into downtown Duluth and with it's it, I think it's just under a mile to go. Then you go over another overpass, oh, which dude. feels like you are just running. Like, I don't think it's significant, but that thing is fucking brutal at the end of the race. It's just a feeding right there. 
It is, I, yeah. And then you get over that and you think it's over and you just keep like meandering and meandering and meandering. Oh, no. like <laughs> so I That's can't wait to see what you think of uh, of that. I remember because that was essentially right where the wheels came off. I saw Stephanie with a mile and a half uh, to go. And she's, she's like, all right, you look great. And it, I hadn't made it past her before it just imploded. <laughs> and she's like, wait, I take it yep. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then that, that home stretch was just, you think like, oh, it doesn't matter. At the end of the race, I'm going to be fa- able to find a way to bring it in. No, no. Like, yeah. I was ready to just walk at that point. But you didn't. I didn't. That's well, Jeremy. Bradford. Congrats. You ran one hell of a race. So, so did you, any, man. Any way you skin it, you whipped my ass out there. Well, I mean, if you didn't have knee surgery, you probably would have crushed me. So it's okay. I don't know. I would hope that I would have been faster than I was, but who you knows? Never know. I, you know, I mean, look, we can't, we can't see into the past, into the future. And well, what I will past. say so we had made a, a gentleman's agreement. You were extremely generous in the fact that you said, well, we'll run this together. Like, let's not make it a race. You have a, yeah. had a, just had knee surgery. I am really, really happy that we ended up just racing it. One, for from a personal perspective, I'm just glad that I had that effort instead yeah. of you and I slogging around at 930 pace. Yeah, that would, I mean, we would have had fun, but it would have been a different experience for sure. Yeah, and then two, I'm just, like, uh, over the course of a year, injuries are going to happen. Like, an yep. amount of time off is going to happen. Like, no one could control that I had a torn meniscus. And it's just, like, inevitably a part of training. And uh, and so I'm glad that we went back, called an audible, and just made this an actual race. I think it uh, it leaves the door open that it's fair. And it, it, it just makes it known that uh, you don't get to control everything. You know, when you sign up for a race, someday, sometimes you're going to go in and you're just not, you're suboptimal and that's the way that it is. And so figure it out, deal with it, make the best of the situation. And, uh, and so I'm happy in that regards that we just, uh, went ahead and made it a race. So whatever time, whatever time you made on me, you deserved in the fact that you've made it to this point without being injured. Well, Right. Just mildly injured. Well, and look, so I was warming up like an asshole, and <laughs> and I, I I put some kind of strain on my knee, and like the inside of my knee was a little bit sore. And I was like, "You tore your meniscus! You tore your meniscus!" It was like he was like thankful that he thought How that I was feel injured. Now? Uh, How's it, it feel work. now? It feels fine. <laughs> well, you can use my ice pack. Did you leave it here? Look, I've I, still got your liquid. I've still got liquid death, armless Palmer over here. Drink him. And you've got pull. my my uh, miracle cream, Ben Gay, the uh, Magna Life stuff, and I've got your seventeen bags of candy that you left here, <laughs> and I took half of it with me. I know that you bought so much candy on this trip. Kenny's like, I don't even know what to do with all of this, <laughs> <laughs> and that's for a whole family. <laughs> oh, and Jeremy, quick. We saw a movie while we were together. We did. Little, little date night at the AMC. That's right. The Brigitte uh, Bro saw, Bob's date night. Dude, we saw Thanksgiving. Wow. Eli Roth. 
It was. I love that movie. I think Brad's a little less less amped on it. Um, it's just I a, think you had to go into it with the. I was expecting like an actual horror flick, it being less campy, and it, super like super campy. And so I think if you go in with the idea, okay, like this is just like a for fun horror movie. Uh, yeah. Like I, I had a number of laugh aloud moments. I just don't think that I went in the with the right my mental mindset to enjoy it. No, I, I really, I really enjoyed it the first time I saw it because I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't have any expectations of it. Um, I went in and I just saw it, and I was like, "These kills are just ridiculous. <laughs> they are just ridiculous." So I, I love that, and then I love the fact that Brad, when we were there, just the amount of extremes. Not only did he Man. get a large popcorn, a large popcorn, oh, got a, drink. a large popcorn, a, a bottle of water, he got a, a bottle of water. So he did yep. well there. Yep. But he not only that, but we went to the dollar store beforehand. He bought three packages of raisinets. Yep. Okay. We go to the movie theater. He gets another one. Well, I didn't That's, bring in said ra- raisinets. I know, but we could have. Yeah. Um, but so he got a pack of raisinets. And then five chicken tenders. Yep. Right. And is, was that it? No. So large popcorn, bottle water, chicken tenders, yeah. raisinets. Yeah. And the airhead bites. Oh, the airhead bites. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much of the popcorn you had. You said you had like a quarter of it. Maybe a quarter of it. But it's okay. also it's it's hard to say because the top of the bucket is larger it's than the bigger, bottom of the bucket. Yeah. And so, like, had some nice nibbles on the popcorn. I yeah. had uh, one and a half chicken tenders. I yeah. had, I think, the entire bag of Airhead Bites. I think so. And, and I never opened the Raisinets, but I took them with me. I actually have them They're here. They're at your house, yeah. They're yeah. at my house. And meanwhile, <laughs> I got a gigantic Coca-Cola Classic and a big bag of Twizzlers. And I had all of it. So, yep. you know, that was that was the way – that's a way to, like – Prime the system for a good effort. That's right. No, Get but the gasoline in there. Yeah, it we was didn't fun. even go to. I th- we didn't even go to Olive Garden, Brad. No, but we had pizza, which I feel like we had pizza pre-race night. We did, and and garlic knots, and garlic knots, and fried ravioli, and fried ravioli, and, uh, and we had I, bunches of leftovers that we. And ate I always feel like. Night. I always feel like. Olive Garden is great before a race. So, but you give me pizza before a race, I'm just as amped. I feel like this is a perfect pre-race dinner. Or you yeah, give me Chinese, we, I feel like that's a perfect pre-race dinner. But we have a routine, Brad, since Richmond. But it's been broken. It has. Now what are we going to do? Do we try We're to bring find it back out. and revive it? We're going to find or, out. Or is Olive Garden going to take back their sponsorship? <laughs> Let, let's call a spade a spade. It's on life support right now. So it's on life support. if you're listening, like, if you're listening, Olive Garden, you better get in here pretty better. Come back to life and give us what we want or you're out. Might not ever go back to you again. Yeah, that's right. Your loss. So, all yeah. right, Jeremy. All right, Bradford. Tuesday morning. It is. And then our episode's going up sometime today because Brad's awesome. I have a video of you finishing that I'm going to send to you too real quick after we're done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Send it over. Yeah. I had Um, to look just studly dudley. Hey, Bradford, guess what? Let me think. Uh... (laughs) Oh...
Don't know. I love you, man. Well, that's just one eyeball staring at me <laughs> saying it. It's so weird. <laughs> I love you, dude. All right, bud. Love you, too. Had a lot of fun right. this weekend, so thanks for hosting. Yeah, that was a good time. For, thanks for coming. Yeah, bud. All right, bud. Thank Elliot for letting me sleep in his bed. <laughs> At the best sleep you've had. My recovery scores were fucking off the charts. Whoop said that as like best for my health and recovery is to move to your place and sleep in Elliot's bed. <laughs> How about if I just ship you Elliot's bed? How about that? I think it was the total ambiance. It was the being surrounded by uh, Elliot's pajamas thrown thrown on the floor. That like the copious amounts of Legos, like there was nowhere to put my phone because there were Legos everywhere, and just the you w- couldn't move in the bed. It's a full size bed, I believe. Uh yeah. And on each side is like the most dangerous uh, bookcases. That if like I'm used to a queen size bed, so a couple of times I thought like Jeremy might wake up and it's gonna be a bloodbath in here because I hit my head on one of those bookcases and I bleed out like it was going to be a Thanksgiving death from the movie. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a good one. Oh, wow. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> not your death, but the type of death. Come on. <laughs> so you, you wrap all that together on top of the world's <laughs> smallest toilets. <laughs> oh, I don't understand why. They're, All es- of them. they're essentially like Asian toilets. It's basically a hole in the ground that you just have to hover and shit into. <laughs> a little more than that. The, the, those they're, things are like a real quad burner. They're like 75% of the real size. They're the size of a child's training potty. <laughs> so imagine <laughs> that on the ground. Like that's how far you have to get down. Your knees are, are all the way up here. And then the toilet seat is so small, there's a 50-50 chance of just shitting on the back of the seat. Oh, Brad. I mean. So, but Whoop says that's a, that's a. It's a best environment for you, Brad. It is, yeah. So next week, uh, goals for the new year. Start putting them together. Yep. Doesn't have to be running related. But it should be somewhere running related. Yeah, for sure. I'll at least say I want to run. That'll be at least one right. of them. Yeah. All right, bud. All right. Great dude. race. Uh, Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Love you, bud. Love you.